You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. All right, guys, we are getting close to the end of the year, and we don't mean to put on the prash, but y'all need to get your lives together. Okay, no, but seriously, with all the dating and relationship pressures that we're supposed to care about, we know it's also really overwhelming to tackle this whole self-care aspect. And there's nothing like a New Year's Eve party countdown to bring on the cute little anxiety attack of looking for your midnight kiss amongst searching for your goals and self-reflection notes. Because like those two things combined together are just really a fun way to end the night, right guys? So (laughs) are you all stressed out about getting things in line before the end of the year? Whatever that means to you, like relationship wise or just for yourself. And also... Do you guys have any relationship goals that you did or did not accomplish? Hmm. Hmm. Well, since since I'm the only single one left on this podcast, um, I would say that I don't like, I don't even know what I'm doing for new year's, let alone if I'm doing it with somebody, you know, which I doubt I will be since my sister will be here with me until like the 27th. So unless what? To be fair, I have a husband and I don't have New Year's plans. And well, I- you have a husband. So like that's that's the what I'm saying is like I don't think I'm going to – I'm not going to be out and about going to these holiday parties and being like making plans for New Year's with somebody. I don't even know what I'm doing if yeah. I'm even going to be Rob, in this you have city. Plans. You move to an entirely different state and have plans every Sunday watching football with a group of guys from Kentucky. You have more friends yeah, not- in a new city than people have in this city that – we all have lived in for a million years. Like you will have plans. What I'm, but what I'm saying is, is that I don't even know what they are yet to let it known. Like if like, you know, the question was, you know, is there anything you're looking forward, like a midnight kiss amongst searching for your goals and all that other stuff. So my goal is to be somewhere because last year for new year's Eve, I was in a COVID hotel in Dublin by myself (laughs) overlooking the city and watching fireworks with absolutely no alcohol watching Gogglebox, which was actually a great New Year's. <laughs> I enjoyed it because I wasn't sick. I was just quarantined. Um, but uh, this year, yeah, I don't know if I, you know, moving to a new city and doing all that has kind of like sped up my goals for the year. I think like I kind of crammed it all into like September to now. So, you know, I think I'm kind of just going to ease into next year and then see where like the tide takes me as far as that goes. But as far as relationships, these stuff goes, no. I well, have what, what, did you have any relationship goals or, cause listen, we talk about relationships on, on this show and that isn't just like, we're not here to say like singles, bad couple is good. Like some people's goal is to be single and like, go do like that. Right. And I think I said last, last week that like, 
I usually travel during the holidays and I usually, I'm usually traveling. And this year my sister's coming here and it's both of our first times being in this city. So it's going to be kind of like we're traveling cause I'm going to be exploring stuff with her while she's here. But you know, my goals, and I don't know if I've told you guys this, but my goals for my relationship, instead of setting them for tomorrow, I've set them for like a specific year in my life. Oh, okay. Like I, I, I want, I want to, I'm 46 and a half now. I want, by the time I'm 48, I want to have either the person in my life I want to be engaged to or be engaged or be married, or maybe even just have a, like a baby on the way, if not a baby. So like 48's the year I'm aiming for. So whether that happens the last three months of me being 47 or it happens in the next three months and then like spirals towards that, maybe spirals the wrong word, but or moves towards that, then that's what I have. So right now, I don't have any like tomorrow goals. Okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, even just moving to Austin though, and changing your life up is a portion of that. I'm sure because you did say at some point, all right, well now I'm nesting and like, I'm creating a space where I could be with somebody. I want to get a dog. So you're like playing Mm. house and kind of creating Mm. this, the environment. It's almost like you're feng shuiing your life and creating the room for this person to manifest. Yeah. I am. I I definitely am. So yeah, by the end of the year, by the, I guess the goals then are by the end of the year that I have, I just got everything hung up and set up in my house. Now I'm going to decorate, like I said, and, you know, just make it as homey as possible for when my sister comes. Oh, can I just say one thing? Because we have sponsors on the show sometimes and I want to, you know, other podcasts have sponsors. Don't ever use Wayfair. Don't use Wayfair if you're listening to this. The holidays are coming up. Do not use Wayfair. They sent me four broken tables and then you they, they don't pick up they don't pick up what they give you that's broken so what? they like they're like you have to get rid of it so i have four broken tables in my house that i got to figure out how to get rid of it's fucking crazy anyway but i just wanted to say that how would you like you they don't make you return it wayfair but they they literally said to me well we don't fucking want it it's broken so and i'm like what are but, you, they're one, but they're not going to charge you for it and they'll send you a new one. They did that four times. Yeah, but she, And it was broken every time. So now I have four broken tables oh in my house no that are huge. Anyway, so back to originally yeah. original programming. I'm that. Jen, you have a new person. This is your first holiday together. Were Did you ever at one point say like, I want to have somebody for New Year's Eve or I want to, I want to have somebody during the holidays or were you... Because you you've always been like on the ball with trying to find somebody. Sure. And now that you have somebody, do you feel accomplished? <laughs> we, Does that make sense, Lauren? Was that like a good way to put it? Yeah, we can check this right off the list of things that I had to do, um, and I, I can throw out this PowerPoint. But uh, so I feel like I have the thing I've wanted for thirty-seven years at this particular time because. Like we talked about cuffing season, it's like the like romantic time. There's the homework movies. You stay at home and snuggle. You hibernate and like nest and do all those cuddly things. It's freaking cold outside. And so uh, it's nice to also just 
have plans with somebody and a plus one, like guaranteed, like Lauren, even if you and James don't have plans, like, you know, you're guaranteed to have someone to have plans with. So it's nice that I have that and he's going to be in town because also sometimes when you start dating somebody new, they have other plans that they've already prepared for. Right. They they planned on going to Aspen six months ago with a group of friends. Exactly. So in this case, because he's from Australia, he's not going back to Australia. So he's kind of a free agent. And so that really works well because I have family here. So we're going to do stuff together here, my birthday, the whole thing. But I would say as far as like goals and things like every year, this is my goal. Um, I feel accomplished mostly because I, all the episodes we've talked about and my perspective and the things I would give as advice and all that I've actually lived out, I would say, and have been uh, what I would hope to be in a relationship now that it has actually unfolded. Because like we say, you know, you could answer a question how you'd want to answer it, but until it really happens, like mm-hmm. you don't know what you're really going to feel in that moment or whatnot. But this particular relationship has unfolded in a way for me, except for like a couple of hiccups here and there that were actually not me, but him, but I had to obviously deal with them and work. Yeah, and they weren't them. hiccups. They were, they were chokes. Yeah. I mean, it was like a was solid Heimlich. month. There was of, some Heimlich. It was yeah, a there's... month of crap last week. I think I said it was a week, but it was really actually like a month of going through it and figuring it out and coming out on the other side. I do think we're better off now than right. we were then because we made it through and talked about a ton of stuff and worked through stuff that we wouldn't have had it not come up. Um, but as far as I go, I am proud that I am true to what I believe in, the advice I would give. Like, you know, a lot of people um, don't practice what they preach or those that uh, well, be, spe- be specific to what you what you would preach. Like, give me two examples of something you would preach that you feel like you accomplished. Uh, I would say compassion and understanding and that like people aren't perfect. So you do have to kind of like dive in a little bit deeper, but also I believe a lot in forgiveness when somebody takes action, not the whole, like, well, I'm just like Lauren and I always say this, like when someone's like, well, that's just the way I am. Like it is yourself. Right. Exactly. Or you approach self-improvement from the standpoint of, you know, it's your responsibility to improve. So he's really great about that. And because of that, it makes me feel a lot more secure and I'm able to trust him and move forward. And we don't have like big volatile things. We really do talk and communicate and like, I don't know, it's, it's what I would want. And I'm- when he says he's sorry and that he's going to not, he'll, he'll never do that again, or he's going to fix it. He's proven that he has not, he's fixed it and not yeah, done it again. Exactly. And he, but you had to give him the trust to do that. Right. And also I think when we talk about like um, attachment styles and things like that, like I feel very secure and I also have been on high alert in my dating life for signs that somebody is not worthy of my security because they're or not, they're not, it, my security will be imbalanced because they are not behaving in a way that provides me with security. So well, they already start, they already start in the, in the, in the deep end of the pool with you from what we've seen. You know what I mean? It's like, I already don't trust you. So now prove that I can, instead of like, you have my trust, don't break it. Well, guilty until proven innocent. I think part of that though, is because we don't know these people unless you've known them for a while. And then you start dating them. You were friends first. You trust them as a friend. If you're meeting somebody off of an app, it is guilty until proven innocent. Why should I trust you right 
you know, outright. We see all these things. I mean, you know, Dateline and all this stuff. And it's hard to just say that, like, I'm just going to show up with all this trust because you didn't do anything to deserve it. Well, right. But I think the guilty until proven innocent is funny because it is, you know, and I, I think, you know, you're saying it the opposite of what the real saying yes. is. It's innocent until proven guilty. But I think right. that it's a little harsh because I don't think you should say to a stranger you're guilty until like, because now you're already setting, like you're starting off by saying you're bad. So prove to me you're good. Well, I don't I really mean like, you're guilty, but I just mean, no, I don't know you, you don't have trust that. Okay, but yeah, but um, she's remember she's always been like that. We've called yeah, her out on it a whole bunch of times. Saying. So if you, yeah. I know girls that are like that. I have a very good friend that's like, definitely the guys are guilty until proven innocent, and I think it it fucking sucks for her. And I don't think that the the other way around is better. I just think that there's a middle ground of like, okay, I don't know you, so like, the trust needs to be earned. But like, I'm not already looking at you with judgy eyes and saying that you're a guilty person or you're A, B, and C. Judgy eyes. He's got <laughs> judgy eyes. That's pretty good, Rob. Thanks. Uh, what about you, Lauren? End of end of the year. I... You've had babies. You've had you know. It's the end of the year. Hunter is about to be one. Yeah. It's like, we made it. Like, having a baby is so fucking hard, you guys. <laughs> like, it's the the largest full-time job commitment you will ever have that you don't get paid for and you don't have fucking time for. Like, imagine never having a day off of your job and you're working from, like, six to, like, 13-hour days every day and never a day off. You never get yeah. to sleep in. It's never happening. Never. Like, it's clearly there are beautiful moments. I'm not saying. And and when they're babies, when they're infants, it's you sleep like two hours a night. Like it and you and then I had like a toddler to take care of at the same time. And James is yeah. at work. And it's like clearly I'm so grateful. And but like getting to the one year mark to answer your question is like it feels good because like there's a schedule, like having a year old baby, it still has its challenges, but it's much easier than a newborn. So like, okay, he's about to be a year. That's great. Like wrapping- uh, like maybe we should change it for you to like, when you get past the new year, are there going to be things you look back on and go, that was like, I'm glad we got to that point. Y- yeah. Like with kids or with everything. Yeah. With, yeah. Like, well, it's also hard having kids like for me is was hard on my relationship because you're tired. You don't like I'm laser beam focused on like my job. And like, obviously, James is very helpful, too. So he is, too. But like and and we I wouldn't have known this even if we talked about it. But like we have a little bit of different parenting styles because we're different people. There mm. would have been I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you from someone who was in it. There would have been no conversation that we could have had before because we were talking about this like 10 minutes ago that would have we would have known that this was going to happen. Like there are so many minute details that you don't fucking even you don't even know how you're going to be how you can't even you can't even bring it up to talk about because you just don't even know. Yeah, you can kind of get a general idea like, hey, I'm into spanking my kids and I'm not great. But like other than that, like there's not much you can prepare yeah, you can't be like when the kid throws food on the ground. You don't have that conversation you in your like, fourth you month of dating. You're no, like, how are you going to It's like you act? don't know. And when you're in it and you're like one person's trying to deal with the screaming toddler. I mean, I've had poop all over my freaking arm today. Yeah, so did I. Probably different reasons. Different reasons. Probably different. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to like 
the milestone because Hunter's birthday happens to be like right at the end of the year, right after Jen's birthday, like Jen's birthday, Hunter's birthday, Christmas, Eve, Christmas, and then New Year's. So I'm looking forward to the like milestone of that and feeling like I accomplished, like I got through the first year, like I'm getting my life back together. And like my relationship is getting, like I have time to like, honestly, like there will days and days will go by where I'm like, I haven't even like hugged James. It's not like Mm. I don't want to. It's just like, you're not even, it's like now I feel like, and maybe that's me and it's not a great thing, but I was just really, really focused on like being a mom and I was like in it and I probably could have found a better balance, but like now I feel like I have, I can come up for air and I can balance other things in my life now. And it's hard for me to get back into stuff. Like I still am like home a lot. Like I feel like I don't have time to do a lot of things. There's like a couple things in my life that I'll do that I know will only take like an hour. And I'm like, okay, I can go do that. Cause it's like one hour. <laughs> it's like, I know I need to tell myself like it's time to start being a normal human again, but it's like baby steps. You know, I was actually going to tell you that there's a, there's a show coming. My friends in a show that's going to be on like ABC or CBS. I'm trying to look it up right now. He DM me about it. Um, that's maybe it's uh, ABC, but it's uh, it's all about different parenting styles. There's like five different uh, families they follow around, and oh, then they reality? all, huh? Reality. It's it's like a reality show, but they take like family therapists. And then they have people go into the people, like they take the cameras into the family's house and like one's new age, one's helicopter pilots, one's like goal achievement, one's like all this stuff. And then the the actual show is that the parents sitting in like a group setting, but not like, not like kumbaya, but just like sitting on couches, like in a circle, like with the therapist and they show clips of all the parents. And then the, the therapist will be like, who would have done that? Or who disagrees with that? Or who does this to find out like what? the best parenting style is and if like there's any things that cross over and who likes what that's interesting yeah Yeah. i really can't wait to watch that i've actually seen like that also in just our inner family dynamic like i have cousins that had a baby two years ago and cousins that had a baby a year ago and their children are so different because of how their parents have raised them that it is like night and day i'm you know obviously there is some nature to it because babies have personalities and become people with personalities but as far as the nurture part goes like one of the kids is incredibly timid barely wants to come up to his family members doesn't want to play at the park is like very very much an introvert but i think not by nature it's actually because he's just so scared and then the other kid is like rambo and will like swing from the trees. And it is insane to watch the two because they actually don't really connect. It's like they're not from the same family at all. One, because they don't really see each other that often because one family is much more, I don't know, lonery than the other. (laughs) So yeah, less social. So it's just, it's such a weird dynamic. I it's, this you is know, ca- so the show's called The Parent Test, just yeah. so you know. Not that we're and, and you promoting know what's it funny or... is that like people's personality, whether you're like watching them, maybe you're a friend and you're watching them date, or then now they have kids. Like Jen, I know who you're talking about, and I know which kid you're talking about because I know these people and I know exactly who is what. Because so you can get like an idea like watching 
a friend date, like you can be like, oh yeah, I know what's going to happen, like what's going to kind of unfold based on like their personality or how they're going to interact with the type of person that could be helpful too. But it also shows up in parenting and kids. I've already talked to Daniel about it. And obviously I know that there's going to be so many things that if we were to have children that we could not plan for. But I said to him, I was like, you're obviously going to be the nicer one. And I'm going to be the dictator of the family. Mm -hmm. Uh, But while that might be your natural inclination and mine as well, we need to be a united front no matter what in front of them. And we can duke it out behind the scenes. But in front of them, no good cop, bad cop, because I'm going to always be the bad cop. And I'm not signing up for that. Not birthing a kid if unless you want to carry that baby and then do all the things Lauren does. Then yeah, but you, you, you can't even you can't even know that you're going to. That's what Lauren's point is, though. What if the baby comes out of your you birthing it, and it all of a sudden attaches to you, and you look into that kid's eyes, and then you can't say no to it, and then all of a sudden, like you, you, you are you're the like, one that's move. letting it get away with everything, and then Daniel has to be the and one to also, be like, wait. I will say this: that's great, and you are right. It you are a united front. James and I have talked about that many a times, but when you're in the moment and your kid is doing something and I'm doing the dishes or I'm feeding Hunter and Austin's over there and James is watching him and he has to jump in because he might get hurt or something's happening. And the way he disciplines him is not, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I wouldn't, you don't align. And sometimes I can't even get into a specific detail. I'm just saying like some two parents at the same time might start to jump in and both people are not aligning in the moment. Cause you can't really be like, it's your turn. It's my turn. Like things unfold so quickly, it becomes a problem. And you're like, it's sometimes it's impossible to be united front, but But you feel, you feel accomplished to get back to what we were talking about. You feel accomplished at the end of this year. Like you have a schedule now, you have the two kids that get a certain thing that they do. You guys are, you guys are a united front. You feel accomplished. And regardless, yes, I feel accomplished. And regardless of whether or not these things, like I'm saying, like you can try to talk about the unfold, you should talk about them. Just be prepared for like all of the mayhem to ensue because anyway, we're, we're giving you guys a little head start here with this new year on looming around us. And like, we're going to just give you a couple weeks here to like, get your lives together. Like we said, because Jen, you found some questions on Instagram. It's you can dive into like this woman you follow and um, you reposted this, these topics and they just jumped out at all of us for some reason. We want to just talk about them. So we're going to discuss these topics that Jen found on Instagram and how they make us feel, how they've affected our relationships and how we feel they can impact your relationships and why we believe these topics are important for self-reflection and questions to ask yourself. And if you want to ask your partner too, or a potential partner, then they could work in like, kind of like the, that little card game you played with Daniel, Jen. Yeah. She's past that now. Now she does Instagram quizzes. No, we do paired. It's an, a separate app altogether. Meanwhile, they should, they should sponsor us because it's pretty great. Um, but yeah, so I follow this gal. Her name's Nedra Glover Twab. She is a therapist and I follow a lot of them mostly because my algorithm sends them to me. And so I see a lot of their topics. <laughs> Our algorithms are probably so fucking different. <laughs> yeah. So I get a lot of therapist uh, speak coming at me, like a lot of stuff about family dynamics, about dating and relationships, about 
reflection, all the things. So um, I'm super into it, obviously. And so this particular one broke it down into a couple questions and it just felt like a good way to look at your last year of your life and uh, kind of end the year on a note of reflection that drives positivity. You know, you can obviously beat yourself up for not achieving certain things, but you can also look from a place of gratitude of the things you have achieved. So I really loved it. And so the questions are, you know, really reflecting on a variety of different things, but we're going to look at them from the lens of dating and relationships, because ultimately that's what we, you know, focus on here. And there's a lot that can come from that. And all of what we just said too, of like the different phases of life we're all in and what we're looking at now as actually a success, you know? So our goals look different. Our successes look different. Who we're doing them with look different. And so for me, it spoke to me a lot because I obviously love a good quiz and or reflection question. So I'm definitely going to do them with Daniel he is probably just sitting at home waiting for a new quiz because that's Jeez. what, what we, listen, he loves them as much as I do. He paid for the premium account of paired, not me, but three ninety nine a month. Let's get into, let's get into the questions. Let's just go down the questions. If it doesn't apply to you, then it doesn't apply to you. Like if you just don't feel like getting that deep, because some of them can get kind of deep. Um, or, or if they just don't apply, they don't apply. But okay. let's just go down the questions and, and just Ross, ask them. Why don't – okay, but also when we're going down them, you guys, feel free to – because like one of these may really like jump out at you, right? Like it just may hit a spot, a trigger or whatever. So as we're going through them, we need to answer honestly like this one really hit me and this is why. And you need to tell us like get vulnerable and share – why this is jumping out at you because this is going to ultimately help if you guys at home listening like really you really want to do this and you want to do this with your partner but you're like afraid to get vulnerable like we're going to do it if we're doing it right now on air you guys can do it at home and like just approach it like how we are just very candidly and open and honest and everyone always appreciates that so i actually i I have a suggestion too for the listeners and it kind of is structured in the same way that the paired app works is you might want to answer these yourself and then have your partner answer them because you are two individuals that are separate whole people before you come into that relationship. So maybe writing your own as it relates to you and then talking about them out loud with the other person and, you know, really having an open discussion about the answer is going to, move you guys toward understanding each other and oh my god if you if you were dating me and you gave me homework i would fucking i would be like i would answer the worst possible answers to all the questions just so you would go away well this This is is like we're not dating i'm not gonna go do homework so that we can get together and and go over our homework answers together if your therapist huh? gave you homework to do, no, she does. I don't do my therapist's homework. She knows better because she's like, she's like, all right, well, think about this. And I'm, she's like, maybe write a list. And I'm like, I'm not writing a fucking list. I'm just be honest. I'm not going to go write a list. And she's like, okay, well then just think about it. But there are plenty of people in this world who don't want anything to do with lists and graphs and charts. And Jen found hers and you will find yours too, Rob. But I know I'm just saying, she's, 
No, I know, but you are a very self-reflective person, Rob. And I think you would just read these and maybe answer in your head, like really quickly, oh yeah, that I'd like to do that or this. So it's definitely answer these yourself. But when then you can go into a conversation with your your partner or think about, hey, if I had a potential partner, this is what I would want them to say. So we're gonna go through the questions. The first one is um, what has been hard for you to admit to yourself? Why do we like this question, you guys? I think it's good because people have a very hard time admitting flaws. You like to rationalize things. And trust me, when you get into an argument, well, not just me, anybody knows this, but when you get into an argument with your significant other and it's time to like admit a fault of yours and it might be kind of difficult, like it is for me sometimes, then, Mm -hmm. you know, start. What is yours? What's hard for you to admit? It's hard for, well, what's hard for me to admit? To yourself. Well, it's actually, okay. So it's actually, I'm not, I don't have a, well, yeah. I mean, I guess I do have a hard time admitting to myself that I don't really like saying sorry. And let me, hold on. It's not just (laughs) like if I'm not, that's like a very layered question because I don't, believe in just saying sorry to like end an argument or to be like, sorry, I said that, but like, if I, if there is something majorly wrong that I've done, most of the time I'll be like, I am so sorry I did that. I did not. Yes, that is my fault. I usually say, yes, that is my fault. Sorry. Like totally get that. But I don't like, I'm not the type of person who will just be like throwing the sorry out you, what if you don't have to throw a sorry out? What if it's like to end an argument that doesn't need to go any further? You just take the bullet. You I, know what I mean? I no, this is why, Rob. This is why. Because I feel like that is lying to both of us. Like I'm okay with this argument that's not resolved. But what if it's just so trivial? What if it's something trivial like the dishes? Like And like you just be like, all right, I'm sorry. I should have done that. This fine. Like You're just going to move on. You know what I mean? Otherwise... It's going to turn into something bigger and bigger and bigger. It's ember on a fire. Yeah, but also at the same time, not like I don't feel like not saying sorry when it's not warranted. Like just a, a nip something in the bud is not a deep thing. It's just a I don't like apologizing to you because of nothing. But if you actually do have a hard time saying sorry for things you've done wrong, that would be a deeper thing to that would be probably hard to admit to yourself if you have a hard time acknowledging you did something wrong. Right. But I have a feeling that what she's saying is instead of being like, sorry, I left the dishes in there, she's going to say, well, this is something you've done a bunch of times and that you probably, you, you do it too. So go fuck yourself. Where she could just say, sorry, I, I you're uh, actually putting the dishwasher. Okay. Yeah. So keeping those things separate, one is apologizing for what you did. And another thing is being a little tit for tat. Yeah, I think it's both. I've done both of those things. I think it's a combination of really not wanting to just willy-nilly say sorry just because like because it to me it feels like what you're saying is I'm sorry I did this thing. It it feels too surface. Like there's Well, maybe when this this cuz of this conversation, the next time something like that comes up, you'll take a step back yeah. and you'll admit to yourself even though it's hard that this is something that you should do instead of the tit for tat. Yeah. Yes. Jen, what about you? I mean, if this wasn't beneficial and we didn't just have a breakthrough, I don't know what would. The <laughs> questions are amazing. 
Rob, <laughs> you just were so inspired by that whole process. I mean, look you're at you. You're totally right, too, Rob. You're absolutely right what you said. <laughs> anyway. Jen, yeah. Yours, the hardest thing to admit to yourself is avoidance. What is it? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I would say that's not the bullet that really stuck out to me. Um, but I will tell you, there have been hard things I've said to someone. Um, I don't want to say what those things were, but in like conversations with Daniel during um, the things that were going on, I was very direct with him. Sometimes a little too direct. I probably could have softened my approach or maybe not told him everything that my therapist and I talked about. Mm. Um, but I, I kind of laid it all out there and I, I knew the repercussions could be that it was too much or that he would be like, you know what? It seems like this, we're just not right for each other or that um, I've messed this up too much and there's no repair or not wanting to try and um, work on the things that really triggered me in this dynamic. But it was hard for me to say, and then it actually worked out. I, I did learn that I should maybe not say everything. Bite your tongue. No, yeah. not bite your tongue. Be tactful. Jen, tactful. Jen, direct? Come on. I right? Know. I know. I know. Shocking. Cause I'm usually so timid, but it's <laughs> something just changed in me and I used my words. So good. good. You don't have to tell them that you went down on musicians while having, you know, wine in the kitchen. Oh my God. I'm dead. Or the time <laughs> I told him that I, <laughs> I was like, why wouldn't you have put a cat in your profile? Like I was purposely avoiding people. Oh yeah. Cats. You told us about that one. Yeah, You told us about that one. Well, that anyway, one didn't go over well. I guess I've just said a lot of hard things, but this, this month long stint was the hardest part and he took it like a champ. So while it was good. hard for me, the reaction was good, but also it helped me learn how to approach it differently next time. Good. Yeah, Rob. You, you know what I'm going to do? Because instead of just PowerPointing this, I'm just going to go down each one rapidly and answer it, I think. Okay. Does that work for you guys? I'm going to do it in like her. three minutes. Two, 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 one, a minute 30. Uh, okay. Ready? I believe when I All say right. Go. Okay. What has been the hardest thing for you to admit to yourself? Uh, that I am very um, specific on what I like and I need to actually open up and take new opportunities as they come. Um, and not judge people based on what I think should be going on. Um, what was the hardest thing you said to someone? Oh, I mean, I could be here for an hour, so I'm going to skip over that one because I have a sharp tongue. I was raised by a very verbally aggressive father, and I, we, our family, like we talked about in other podcasts, Jen, yeah. our family communicated by fighting. So yeah. I'm kind of the same thing. I just, I will say what's on my mind to hurt you, but now I'm learning like, Hold like as I get older, there's no need for that. There's no need at all. Uh, what is different about you from this time last year? My mom had passed away last year. It was I was going into the to the holidays for the first time without her. She was my best friend. I had been an executor of the estate. My sister lives in another country, so I was kind of doing it by myself, which was really really hard. And now I've moved to a whole new city with a whole new bunch of opportunities, and opening myself up to the future instead of thinking about the past. Uh, who do you want to build a deeper relationship with? God? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> such a role, man. No, 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 not God, not God. Oh, not God. That's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother that. podcast. 
No, but I would want to build a deeper relationship, obviously, with, with uh, you know, me, of course. That's just kind of easy. Uh, what eternal challenge has taught you the most about yourself? Um, I don't know. I think, again, going back to COVID, just like making me realize that I'm okay alone. Like, I don't need somebody else. I don't need. So when I do get into that next relationship, because I have a habit that I think I've said on here before of being very uh, codependent, which causes a lot of jealousy, which causes a lot of like, you know, behavior that is not me when I'm single. It's me in a, I'm a different person in a relationship. So uh, maybe that, uh, how do you align your behavior with your values? I always have. I just, I'm a guy who likes what I like, you know, and that not in a judgy way, but, you know, maybe not only fans from an ex-girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like it used to be maybe no Instagram. Now it's like maybe no OnlyFans. So it's like that kind of thing. Uh, what do you find most challenging to work through this year? Leaving all my friends and family back in Los Angeles and starting over and doing it for me and having to realize that I don't take care of anybody else. I have to take care of me first. What was that? Two minutes? I don't know. I wasn't looking, but that was great. It was like three and change, but good. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Says the guy who's not that into answering and asking questions. Nailed it. Well, just oh. don't make me write it down and then like think, and then like present yeah. it to you and None then sit down and have a conversation no, about it. It has to be written. We want this to be talked about. That's why we're talking about it because we want to show you guys that you can answer these questions for yourself. Look how easily Rob just did this. But also, can you listen to Rob's answers? Like, remember Rob's answers and remember how much of them, like, they started within himself, but how much those reflection like answers that he had would affect if you are looking at it, like Jen said, through the lens of a dating or relationship, how that would affect like his potential relationship or a partner that like he already is with, or like somebody that you, I'm saying like somebody that you want to be with or somebody that you're already with. These things can like, they're totally transferable. Like I would want to build a deeper relationship with James. Like, yeah, with myself, obviously, like, but if I'm really what's jumping out there is that because I just said, like, in the beginning of the show, we have had like a lot of time apart, kind of like raising kids. And like, now I'm ready to like come back together with him. That one jumps out at me, but like, could be somebody's parent. Maybe they need to get right with a parent before they can know what it's like to be really comfortable and trusting with somebody else. Yeah. You know, I mean, all of these things can be conversations that like you obviously you need to have with yourself, but that can like filter into a relationship and like you can outwardly candidly talk about them. And also it's like the cards that you, the card games that you play. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Poker why, why are we not paid for that yet? But it's, it's because the, it's also like, what if you answer a question for your partner? Like, Hey, what's been hard to admit to yourself? Like, well, I guess you can't answer that for somebody, but like you could, you could answer for them in ways and not a judgy way, but you can, Hey, from a different perspective, I think you should pay attention to my view. And I think that this would make sense for you too. You know, um, mm, that sounds something like Jen would say, <laughs> Oh, actually I wouldn't, what I would, I would have though 
piled on to what Lauren was saying is that you and it kind of goes back to this app that we're using. So there's like a game where you answer the questions. Let's say, I don't know, tonight I did one and it was about like um, pet names or something stupid. And so like, what would I answer for me? And then let me guess Daniel's answers. And then Daniel does the same. He answers it as him and he answers it then as Jen. And we see where it lines up and where we match and where we don't. And then it opens discussion. So I think with these questions, it's one thing to like answer them for yourself and also brings you together in a deeper way. Because if you answered these questions having nothing to do with dating and relationships, but you are in a couple both answering these questions out loud, you do get a deeper sense of where someone is at. And in your case, Lauren, if you are disconnecting potentially because you've got a lot of things you're juggling and you're not always going to be romantic and you're not always going to put your relationship first because you've got tiny children running around and obligations and things that you got to do, then these questions can actually get you back on the same page because you're doing a check-in essentially of their wellness Mm. as it relates to them, not, not you, but now you know how they feel because they're telling you and they're opening up and you're making time to talk about things that sometimes you don't have time to talk about. Totally. And, and, and like, Jen, maybe, you know how we have all these, well, we haven't had a guest on in a while, which we should, but there are people on there that make themselves self-proclaimed relationship experts you, Jen, could maybe you could like be a questionnaire relationship expert where like you build people from like, you must start with the cards, go home and play cards with your person that you are in a one to three week relationship with. Now that you've made it to week or month two, you can move on to this app. And now <laughs> that you have made it to here, you can set aside time with your significant other and ask these questions that are deeper so you have time to be with each other. Only if you make your voice sound like a robot though, Jen. Well, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I sound like. So great. And like, I will like Lauren, Lauren wouldn't be playing Lauren program. probably wouldn't be doing the first the first cards that you were talking about. Lauren would probably be deeper and play and have these questions, you know, that are in front of us. Maybe. I don't know. You're the questionnaire expert. So well. It was just a I I firmly just believe in opening up and going deep and talking about the real stuff and not the surface level stuff because you're delaying the getting to what is affecting you or making you who you are or making you feel a certain way at the time. So I love all this. But I think going back to what you were saying, Lauren, about also saying what you see for somebody else too is an interesting approach. Like for example, the card um, where or the card, hello, what world am I in? Um, what is Question. different about you from this time last year for you to say that about your partner, they might be happy to hear you see hmm. growth in them or you see that they took this challenge and they really ran with it and succeeded. And you're so impressed by them and whatever. So like, what if you, so- what if you're like, you stop being a whiny little bitch Hey, well, that's an approach that up. maybe in a year from now we'll look back on and say, you've come a long way since. <laughs> I'm just saying it depends on who you're playing or as to have doing these questions with. Well, it I has think- to be somebody that you're like, you're comfortable enough with. Right. And I that think you know they're going to be into it. I think the way in, if you're, if you're like, oh, I really want to do this with my partner, but I'm like a little nervous about it. I think the way in is to answer them for yourself and, and start like that. Like, here, I'm going to answer what's hard to admit for myself. I'm going to mm-hmm. answer what's the hardest thing I've ever said about somebody. You do it too. And then I think as a natural conversation progresses, it's going to organically come out where maybe you can say, Hey, can I offer my perspective on that? And then you can start 
answering for each other. But I think answering for yourself is like the way in to then get to the point where we're doing what we're talking about now. I think that's- or, like, Yeah, or say like, I'm going to answer them for myself, like what you're saying. And then whatever, which one you feel comfortable answering also, then you can do that. Or like we're doing right now, like Jen, for example, which one jumps out at you? I know, Rob, you talked about that. I talked about the one that jumped out for me as like, who do I want to build a deeper relationship with? Jen, what jumps out for you? And if you ask that to your partner, you can start like that. So, but what one do you feel like is really? She said the mean one. What other one? The hardest thing I've said to someone, but um, I would think also how do I align my behavior with my values is really important. Um, But also what was the most challenging thing to work through this year? Um, I think being in a relationship, because that's sort of one of those things too, that you can think about, you know, and I haven't been in one in so long. And that was actually one of Daniel's fears was that like, I was so out of practice that like, I wouldn't know how to be, um, interdependent. And I am this very like strong willed person that does all my own shit. I'm very independent, but I think it was the adjustment to being in a relationship and what that then unfolds and looks like in your life and balancing all of the different things and making sure that I don't lose myself in another person's schedule and what they want in a relationship. Because you know, I want to obviously be there and do the things he wants to do, but I also know that I need my sanity and that looks like this. So I think that's been a challenging thing this year is to walk the walk and talk the talk and come out on the other side, hopefully. It's, it mm-hmm. is hard to find that balance because that's a great point. Like Jen, you are a very independent person, but then when it comes up and you're trying to like merge your life together with somebody, like there are some things that you need to like be influenced by this person. And that's just normal. Like I'm a Patriots fan now. Sorry, Rob, but like I am, and I love it. I love watching football with James. And I let the other day I had like a Patriot sweatshirt on in Lake George sweatpants. And I looked at James and I said, I'm all James Ferris out today. He's like, you sure are. It's like, Jen, you're going to be going on those rides, sweeping motor rides, motor things now. (laughs) Oh, and apparently I I go sailing now. I don't know. I have a whole slew of hobbies. You're not losing yourself in it. You're like, you're just merging, but like, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to find that balance, but it's like also good to talk about. And like, I like that, that Daniel felt like, okay, saying like, Hey, I'm a little worried. You haven't been in a relationship for a while. Like, how is that going to look for you? And I think him expressing that worry to you, it's like, just like this little game we're playing right now. Like it's just that kind of like discussion and open communication that is like good for relationships. And like we said, you can prepare all you want, but shit comes up, but still talk about it anyway. And we think these questions are really good for like the end of the year stuff. Cause you're like kind of trying to like reflect on things that you have done and then where yeah, you don't make it, don't make it an every Thursday thing oh, where Jen's giving homework here, and it's yeah. like, go in the other room, write down your answers, come back. We're going to discuss. I'm going to turn the timer over. Go. Maybe well, it's, it is like a, just a once a year end of the is, year thing that should, somebody can yeah. think about while as, as they're going through the year. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. We also do a monthly check-in, but you guys do whatever you want. But most importantly, <sighs> keep tuning in to It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff and all of the questionnaires that I can offer you will be provided here. So while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share the show and the questions and all the things with your friends and people who need the help because 
you know, love makes the world go around and it's the holidays and people need to get cuffed and whatnot. So, oh, um, and it's the holidays. So make sure you, I mean, it's complicated merch. That's a good holiday gift. Oh yeah. You can just, you know, that's a very subliminal. If you're in the, if you're like arguing or just not agreeing with somebody, you can just put on it. It's complicated on your chest or use the mug and then people can come out and be like, Hmm. Oh, it is complicated, isn't Bro, it? Let's, and it's let's do the sweatshirt. Yeah, let's do the questionnaire. Let's do the questionnaire. Throw in its complicated sweatshirt at your partner in the middle of a fight and be like, damn, and walk out <laughs> yeah. of the room. Or exactly. it would be a great white elephant gift, or it would just be like awesome for your best friend who just got out of a relationship and needs some cheering up. It is complicated, but you can be a master dater too. And if you all want to obviously be a part of the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show, where all of this fun stuff lives. You can find all the links to all the things. Rob, can, where can people find you? At Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on Instagram. And guys, we will see you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli and Rob Evers.